Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Hello, Poppet. Welcome to your weekly dose of Wicked. Yes, it's great to be here. We're having a weird week this week. We're recording on a Monday because I'm a slack ass and got us behind schedule. That's okay. We forgive you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The only person it actually affects is me because I'm the one that now has to edit everything in literally 26 hours to be exact. Well, and me a little bit. You're messing up my mojo of the week. Uh, you'll be fine. Messing up your mojo of sleeping with your cat? Yes, exactly. I should be sleeping right now. Whatever. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Anyway, this episode is going to air on September 21st, 2022, which means when this episode airs, I will be 30 years old. Everybody tell Sierra happy late birthday. Her birthday was yesterday. Yes, but I, like the true slacker that I am, did not realize it when we recorded last week that not only was it Ashley's birthday episode, it was also my birthday episode, so... Wah, wah, wah. No shout outs for me on my birthday, but that's okay. I don't really care. I don't like birthdays. Well, we can tell her happy belated birthday. So hop on over to Facebook or Instagram or send us an email. We haven't gotten one of those yet. <laughs> at weeklydoseofwicked at gmail.com. Woohoo! Anyway, moving on. I don't really care about birthdays. It's fine. We have very exciting news this week. We have lots of exciting news this week, actually. We do. It's a great week. Let's jump into it. It is. It's a fantastic birthday week that we have. First order of business, Ashley, we have a brand new Patreon, Pepperoni Patroni. Woohoo! Drumroll please, Sierra. No, that's not how this goes. Why? I'm going to say her name. I know, but I have to say, joining us on the level of the moderately wicked, Erin Lindstrom. Woohoo! Yeah, girl, get it, get it. I don't know. That was weird. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Ooh. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Anyway, we cannot tell you how thankful we are for you. We love you so much. We hope that you're thoroughly enjoying your whole three bonus contents that are available in the Patreon. Yes. I'm a slack ass. We have three more ready. I just have to finish editing them. So eventually you're going to get like a nice little pop of information i know i said they'd be out last friday or maybe the friday before that i don't really know when but sometime they'll be out sometime they'll be out eventually when i sit down and edit them maybe that's what i'll do tomorrow spend all day editing so i can get them out for you sounds like a boring day anyway what else we got going on we got this really awesome instagram message from a random listener who we didn't ask permission to shout out so i'm gonna shout out without her name but anyway she said Happy birthday to Ashley. And Ashley responded. And then she said, like, oh, my gosh, I'm totally fangirling right now because you responded. And I just want to let you know that I'm fangirling because you fangirled. We were so fangirling because you fangirled. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, oh, my God, people actually listen to us. They actually like us. They think we're cool. I was telling everyone. I was like, I have a fan. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. This might come as a shock because I sound so cool. But, like, I'm not cool. We're not cool at all. So we're not cool. So the fact that somebody thinks we're cool is just really the bee's knees. So thank you. Thank you for being our fan. 
Thank you for making our birthday week the bomb diggity. All right. What else? Other exciting news we got going on. Um, so speaking of our Patreon, how do you join our Patreon, Ashley? Patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked. You're getting really good at that. I'm really glad you didn't hesitate that time. Anyway, so you can hop on over there. We got three amazing tiers. I also revamped the Patreon this week. Um, added some new stuff. I also revamped it a while back. I didn't really tell you guys about it, but I added some Patreon goals for us. Um, I think that as a true crime podcast, it is important that we give back to the community. Obviously, our main goal is to pay for our podcast. So obviously, once that's taken care of, I have some other goals lined up. I'm just talking out my ass because I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I'm also trying to find it. I don't even, I don't know where to find it at. I don't know how to work these websites that we have. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't either. Let's see. I know how to find your names and addresses because I send you your thank you cards. But that's about yes, all yes. I know how to do. I will find it if you give me just a moment. It's just taking forever to load because I'm in the garage. So much I love you guys. I record in my gross garage. There they are. I found them. Okay, we're good. All right. So anyway, first of all, I did update our Patreon a while back. I gave us a whole new like information about like what we're doing about the weekly dose of wicked. So you can check that out. Um, as far as our goals go, our first order of business, our first goal is that we want to get to a point where we can release two episodes a week. In order to do that, though, we do need to have some monetary support. Um, I think we need to get to a point where we do have better equipment. Like currently with the software that we use and with our equipment, we talk over each other a lot and it takes me a long time to edit our episodes. So in order to get to a point where we can do two episodes a week, we need to get to a point where we have better equipment and we're not talking over each other the whole time because it takes me literally like 10 hours to edit. So that's our first goal. We're about 13% there. Our second goal is um, we want to start donating to local causes. So once we reach our second goal, I want to start giving 10% of our Patreon earnings to the Carolina Cold Case Coalition. And essentially, there's a super cool organization who deals with cold cases in North Carolina. Uh, And then our third goal is once we reach this third goal, we want to give an additional 10% of our Patreon earnings to Crime Stoppers NC. So that's pretty much what we got going on there. We want to give back. We do. We want to give back. We want to make sure that we are doing our best to assist in the true crime community, just doing what we can. So head on over to Patreon, check it out. If you like what you see, then give us a join. If not, that's cool too, whatever. All right, next order of business. Um, Do you want to do it? What are we doing? Are we talking about the Discord? He looks so confused. Oh, I mean, we can talk about our Discord. That's part of the Patreon, though. Well, we were already talking about Patreon, so. Yeah, so part of our Patreon, Um, also we have given Discord benefits to all of our Patreon members, what Discord is essentially is like a 90s-style chat room. So you can get in there, you can chat with us, you can talk to each other about cases, you can also ask questions, which we will then answer on upcoming episodes. So if you join the Patreon, you get access to that Discord. All members now get that. I've finished setting that up today, so you're welcome. We think we did it. What can I say except you're welcome? And by we, I mean Sierra. No, I did it 100%. All right. So also, as part of being a member of our Patreon, you now get a discount code for what, Ashley? (gasps) For our Etsy. For our Etsy page, where we have all of our fun merchandise that we've been just swooning over for months now as we've been testing it all out. Yes, because we had to test each and everything, obviously, before we could release it to you guys. Right. And we did make sure that everything that we have on there is of top-notch, high-grade quality. We approve. If we didn't approve, then we trashed it. We got rid of it. 
Yeah, and there were some things that we did trash. There were definitely some things we trashed, such as my tumbler. You threw your tumbler away? No, I didn't really throw it away, but I think I should throw it away because it really did not meet the quality standards that I would appreciate. No. It, it has multiple, multiple chunks of missing. It's not paint. I don't even know what it was. I don't know. It was trash. So we replaced it with a better quality tumbler, which we then tested as well. Much higher standard. Yes. Much better. So with that announcement, um, you can head on over to Etsy. Our Etsy is, go ahead, Ashley. Etsy.com slash shop slash weekly dose of wicked yep and we've got some super fun stuff over there we got sweatshirts we got t-shirts we got long sleeves we got tumblers water bottles coffee cups hats is that it three different kinds of hats hats oh the hats are fun we got a regular hat a distressed hat a beanie yep lots of fun so head on over there and take a look if you like what you see you can buy some stuff um and if you're a member of our patreon you get 10 percent off on our etsy so all the more reason to join the patreon Join it up. That being said, uh, we also want to announce a giveaway that we're going to be doing as a part of our Etsy launch. Uh, So you can head on over to our Facebook or our Instagram where you can find details on our giveaway. Uh, You got notes on what we're doing for that or no? I do. Of course I have notes. All right. So you go ahead. You go ahead and let the fine people know how to join the giveaway. All right. So what you're going to do is we're going to post on our Instagram and our Facebook on what you can do to get you some entries. So each person can get up to four entries. And then we're going to draw at random and you're going to get a fun little piece of merch if you win. Which we have already ordered and we have on hand. Yes, yes, yes. So you can do one of the following, two of the following, three of the following, four of the following, get you four entries. So you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. You can share our post on Facebook, or you can leave us a review on either Facebook or Apple Podcasts. You know how much we love those reviews. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So yeah, you can get yourself up to four entries, and then we will draw a winner at random for some Weekly Dose of Wicked merchandise. So yeah. And And it's a good one. Our Etsy shop does also have a five-star review. Did you know that? I did not. One of our lovely Patreon members has already ordered an item off of our Etsy because our mother went ahead and spilled the beans and let all of our family members know we had a Etsy shop. So <laughs> we had a few Patreon members who have already ordered and Amanda gave us a five-star review and she said the shirt was super soft. It exceeded her expectations, which I agree. I love the t-shirts. Yes, the t-shirts are very nice. Actually, everything that we've gotten so far has been nice. Well, everything that we've kept on the shop so far has been nice. Yes, everything that we've kept has been nice. I will agree. Um, But she said the t-shirt was great. And I agree. I love the t-shirt. It's super light. Um, The printing on it is fantastic. It is not screen printed. It's not vinyl. It's DTG, which stands for directly to garment or direct to garment. So essentially, they just print it directly on the shirt. I'm a big fan. The shirts are very lightweight, um, which is great for us in the South because it gets hotter than the devil's butt crack. Yes, it's nice for the summer. It's nice for the fall. You can put a little cardigan on. It's nice for the winter. You can put a nice jacket on. Yep. And in collaboration with our Etsy shop opening, Ashley insisted that we had a photo shoot. So for your viewing pleasures, you can go on Etsy where you can see me look like a man ogre, a man beast ogre. Oh my gosh. You do not look like a man beast ogre. You look beautiful. Yes. All of our products, well, most of our products have pictures of us in the products. So you can see them in real life. Now there are a few because I had to separate like the black products from like the other products because the uh, black sweatshirts and t-shirts have a different printed logo 
But either way, it's the same product. I just didn't put the pictures with it. Like the sweatshirt doesn't have us with it and the black long sleeve doesn't have us with it. But we did get the long sleeve and the sweatshirt in other colors. Right. So yeah, head on over to Etsy. Check it out if you like. I mean, whatever. I really think the biggest thing for me as far as merch went is that like, I really just want merchandise that's available all the time. I really hate when it's like, surprise, merch is available for a week. And then if you're broke, you miss out. I want all of our people to have access to it all the time. So that's why we went with Etsy. Uh, We're using direct ship, direct drop. What's it called? Drop shipping? What's it called? Uh, I think it's called drop shipping. Yeah, so we're using like a drop shipping manufacturer where they manufacture all of our merch for us and they dr- ship it directly to you. So it does take a little longer than I would like for it to arrive, but that keeps our costs low so that we are not holding on to a bunch of merchandise that we can't afford to hold on to. So anyway, over to Etsy. Check it out. And also that keeps your price lower because that's one thing I really hate, you know, like podcasts and like whatever tv shows like their merchandise is so expensive it's like 60 dollars for a sweatshirt and as much as i love them i'm not paying 60 dollars for a sweatshirt i will so our sweatshirts well, i know you will but we've <laughs> tried to keep things low in cost so yes. our sweatshirts are 45 dollars, which is still a little pricey but much better than 60 yes it is a little pricey but we literally aren't making diddly squat off of the stuff no not really it's mainly like, just for you it is. I mean, we did increase like the price point a tad to compensate for fees from Etsy. Um, but yeah, and then also to compensate for like discounts for our Patreon. So anyway, whatever though. I mean, I think that everything's pretty fairly priced. It says on Etsy that three people have our shirt in their cart. I thought all three people were you. Why would they all be me? Because remember we were like adding stuff to your cart that one day? Oh, uh, Maybe. I don't know. I did see that, though. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I was like, that's probably <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. It might be. It might be me. Are you wearing your Weekly Dose of Wicked hoodie right now? Heck yeah, I am. I was wearing my Weekly Dose of Wicked sweatshirt, but I got really hot in this garage, so I took it off. Well, I'm in my freezing cold guest room, so the air vent is, like, right blowing on top of me. All right. Last order of business before we jump into this case. Um... Please go on Apple and leave us a review, please. We have 20 ratings, nine reviews. I just really want some reviews on there, please. So if you could just go on over to Apple, give us a review. I'd appreciate it. All right, let's jump into our case. You ready? Woohoo, I'm ready. All right, so this case goes out to Alan Harrington. Alan Harrington, if you're listening, I know you are. Alan Harrington is our father, and he is also a member of our Extraordinarily Wicked And as many of you know, as a member of our Extraordinarily Wicked, the first 10 people to sign up, we currently have five, so there's five more spots, you get to select a case of your choice for us to cover. We posted that, and our father literally responded within 40 seconds with what case he wanted us to cover. (laughs) This one's for you, Dad. And then he said, I'm a true crime junkie, and I didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. So he has requested Brittany Drexel. (sighs) And Ashley and I decided that I would cover it because I have an extreme passion for Brittany Drexel's case. And Ashley apparently has no idea who she is. That's not true. I do know who she is. I just don't know, like, all of the details. Okay. I have an extreme passion for Brittany Drexel. So that is why I covered her. So here we go. Dad's been patiently waiting for this for, like, two weeks. And he's literally asked us, like, every day. Or at least me, every day, when we're going to cover it. So. Brittany Marie Drexel was born on October 7th, 1991. So 
happy early birthday to Brittany Drexel because her birthday would literally be in two weeks. And um, she would be 31 years old, which is kind of heartbreaking to me. Super heartbreaking. Um, Brittany Drexel went missing on Saturday, April 25th, 2009 from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We already know from a few episodes ago, Ashley's disdain for Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm just saying there are much better beaches in the world. Okay. Well, that's where she was. She went missing from Myrtle Beach. Um, At the time, she was just 17 years old. Brittany was a resident of... Now, this town is spelt like chili, like the soup, or like the the chili, like the stew. I don't know. Whatever chili is. Um, New York. But it's actually pronounced Chile. T-H-A-I-L-A-I, based off of my Google search. So, Brittany was a resident of Chile, New York. Uh, she was the oldest of three and remembered as being an amazing big sister who just doted on her younger siblings. So she was very much like me. <laughs> Always got to toot your own horn. I do. Anyway, Brittany, uh, her mother remembers her as being just a fun girl and full of life. Brittany's mother, Dawn, and her biological father, John, whose last name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. It was a whole bunch of random letters. I could not even begin to pronounce that. Um, it was of Turkish descent. So we're just going to leave it at... I think you should try. No, we're just going to leave it at Dawn and John. Okay. Anyway, they had Brittany very young. And John was not really in her life until actually just a year before she disappeared. So essentially, like, Brittany's mom, Dawn, got pregnant. They stayed together for a few years. He peaced out. And he wasn't a part of Brittany's life. He actually moved, I think, to Florida. So, yeah. Anyway. But a year before she went missing, they did reconnect. They actually were building a relationship. Uh, Brittany's mother, Dawn, then remarried Chad Drexel. And although Chad was Brittany's stepfather, he did end up adopting her, therefore changing her last name to his own. Um, And Brittany and Chad were very close, which I think is fantastic. I really love when a step when a stepdad comes in clutch and like just steps into that role of being a father. I love that. Me too. And that seems like how Chad was. So yeah. Um, Unfortunately at the time of Brittany's disappearance though, Dawn and Chad were actually navigating a divorce and Brittany was taking this very hard. Oh, poor Brittany. I mean, the divorce was pretty, from what I could tell, the divorce was, I mean, pretty adult. It was not childish. They were, you know, like, being very mature about it. There was no negative feelings with Dawn and Chad. But it was just really hard for Brittany. Um, I mean, Chad had been in her life since she was very, I mean, little. He'd adopted her. Honestly, even though he was a stepdad, he was more of a real father to her than anything. Right. So, um, have you seen Brittany Drexel? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so Brittany Drexel, I just wanna I just wanna point this out. Brittany Drexel is like drop dead freaking gorgeous. She is like the cutest little thing. I love her. She I mean, she's freaking beautiful. She's super petite, tiny little thing. She's just five feet tall, weighing like right at a hundred pounds soaking wet. Um, one of her most distinct features is that she has like these piercing blue eyes. Are you looking her up? Yes. Yeah, she's freaking gorgeous. Look her up. I mean, she's freaking... Keep in mind, at this point, 2009. Like, in 2009, she was a freaking 10. A dime, for sure. Oh, yeah. She's a real cutie. She's even got the bangs. She's adorable. So, fun story. So, Brittany had persistent hyperplastic primary vitreous, or PHPV, in her right eye. So, this required multiple surgeries. And ultimately, it caused her to be completely blind in her right eye. Interesting. 
Yeah, so if you look at pictures of her, her bangs are always like she's got those those super cute bangs, but they're like kind of covering her right eye. Yeah. And also she has like the piercing blue eyes. So the reason for this is because because she was blind in that eye, her eye tended to wander. Her eyes were blue because she wore colored contacts. That's why her eyes were blue. And that I guess helped with the wandering so that her eye wasn't, you know, going lazy on her. Um and that's also she had those side bangs and they cover her right eye. So I think all of that was kind of just like a way of her to kind of disguise that disability that she had. Right. Makes sense. I thought that was super cool like fun fact about her. Um her piercing blue eyes were really just contacts and her super cute bangs covered up her blind eye. Makes sense. So anyway, that's that fun fact. So prior to Brittany's disappearance, uh she was diagnosed with depression. Which she was also medicated for. Um, I don't blame her for that at all. Like, she was 17 years old. Her mom and stepdad, who, I mean, she seemed to see her her stepdad as more of a father than her own father. Like, they're getting divorced. Also, she's 17. It's a super hard time as it is. Right. The worst. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst. Being a teenager in general, like, 13 to 17 is a horrible time. Yeah. I agree. But this also took place in 2009. And in 2009, not only are her parents getting divorced... But also, her family is facing foreclosure on their home, as many families did in 2009. Like, that's right after, you know, the 2008 recession. A lot of families lost everything. So, I mean, she's just really going through a hard time, you know? Right. So I can see her being, you know, diagnosed with depression. But anyway, the issue I have with that is that a lot of media outlets in the beginning blamed her depression for her disappearance. They try to make it out like she had just run away from her life. Um... But that doesn't really seem to be the case because Brittany had goals after high school. So at the time of her disappearance, she was a junior. She had a longtime boyfriend who also was named John. I thought that was interesting since her bio dad was named John. She wanted to go to cosmetology school. Like she had plans. Even though she was depressed, it did not seem like she was depressed to a point where she just wanted to up and leave her life, which I also feel for her on that because I, as you know, deal with depression. And although I deal with depression, it's very rare that I feel like I just want to get up and leave. I mean, that's, like, always the excuse, and that's one thing that drives me crazy. Like, oh, they're depressed, whatever, they hate their lives, they want to leave it, they ran away. How many people are actually running away? I don't think it's really that often. I mean, I joke around and say, like, I could run away and completely frame my husband, which I think is true, I could. But, like, I'm not actually going to do it, it's just a joke. Right, but, like, all the time, the media, the cops are like, oh, they must have just ran away, they're not actually missing. I would like the statistic of how many people actually just run away. No, I agree. But there are quite a few, like, in the beginning, a lot of news articles and media, like, they blamed her depression for her disappearance, saying that she just had run away from her life, which, I I mean, to me, also kind of pisses me off. Because, like I said, like, I deal with depression. How often do I actually think, like, I should just run away and everything will be better? No, I mean, it doesn't actually, that doesn't actually happen. No, and also that was not a good time for mental health. Like, things are getting a lot better now, but, like, back then, I mean, I know that was only, what, 12 years ago? 13. 13 years ago. Like, mental health was not talked about. It wasn't. So, people were very quick, I feel like, to just believe depression. I agree. Because people, you know, weren't getting help. They weren't reaching out. So, they're just like, well. But she was. She was medicated. She was clearly going to the doctor for it. Right. I feel like that's a scapegoat. I agree 100%. But I mean, like I said, like she had goals. She wanted to go to cosmetology school. Her and her boyfriend, John, had been together on and off for two years. Like she definitely was not alone. She was making 
I mean, making moves. Like at the time she was a junior in high school. So she still had a year of high school left. Whatever. Anyway, I don't think that was the case. I don't think that it was her depression. Obviously, at this point, we know that wasn't her depression because the case has now been solved. But right at the time when I first heard of this case, it had not been solved. And I did not for one second think her depression got the best of her and she just ran away. Also, I don't know why they say that. Like, oh, you're depressed. So running away is just going to make your depression go away. I mean, I guess like getting away from your life. But then really, you're just going to be in a whole shitstorm of things. Starting a whole new life over. Right. I agree. So anyway, whatever. All right. So fast forward uh, to April 2009. Brittany, at this time as a junior, she goes to her mom, Dawn, and she asks her if she can go with her friends to Myrtle Beach for spring break. So I guess spring break's a big deal. I wouldn't know. Um, I was pretty lame in high school. I did not go anywhere for spring break. You would not have been allowed. Did you go anywhere for spring break? No, I was not allowed. I wanted to. I tried. You went for graduation, though. Yes. Okay. I didn't go anywhere. So I really thought, though, spring break was more of like a senior thing, right? I wouldn't know. I wasn't allowed to go. Okay. I wouldn't know either. I think that spring break was more of a senior thing. Um, I mean, spring break is like April. You graduate in June. It's like two months before graduation. I thought it was a senior thing. I don't know. I wasn't cool in high school. Um, also I have no idea what happened at spring break because spring breaks in April. I graduated high school early in December. So I don't know what went on. I got the hell out of high school cause I hated it. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I didn't do spring break. I did grad week, which is like the week after you graduate. Okay. I didn't even do that. And guess what? I went to Myrtle beach. I'm sure you did. That's what you do. I don't know. I didn't do any of that. Um, that was the last time I've ever been there. I graduated in December. So I literally, I missed the entire half of uh, my senior year. I actually was looking at my senior yearbook the other day. I don't have a single signature in it. <laughs> That's really sad. I picked it up after graduation. I did not give a rat's ass. I got out of there. I don't think I have a signature. I hated high school. My senior, I don't even know if I have a senior yearbook, honestly. Well, I do, and there's no signatures in it. And I don't even care. I was only in the yearbook one time. I thought it was actually kind of sad, though, because in my junior yearbook, I was like... First of all, I forgot all of this. I was secretary of my class. I was president of the FCCLA. I was in the student advisory council for the city of Lincolnton. Um, I was literally in that yearbook like 20 times. I was on yearbook staff. And then like senior year, it's like one picture of me. And I got the heck out of there because I don't want to be there. But anyway, whatever. This isn't about me. This is about Brittany. <laughs> so anyway, Brittany wants to go to Myrtle Beach for spring break. She's 17. She's a junior. Dawn, her mother, is like, absolutely not, homegirl. You are not going to Myrtle Beach. Uh, first of all, we live in New York. It's like 12 and a half hours from New York to Myrtle Beach. It's probably more. No, I, I looked it up. Okay. I mapped it from Rochester, which Chile is right outside of Rochester. Okay. Chile. I'm sorry. Chile is like right outside of Rochester. So from Rochester to Myrtle Beach, it says it's 12 and a half. It's 12 hours and 24 minutes. Okay. With no stops. So I blame Dawn. First of all, Brittany's 17 years old. She has no business driving. 12 and a half hours away. No. Second of all, Myrtle Beach is 12 and a half hours from Chile, New York. So again, no business. Uh, third of all, these friends who had invited Brittany um, weren't really her friends. They were more like acquaintances. Like she didn't really know them that well. And everyone else that was going on this trip was a senior and over the age of 18. So Dawn was like, no, no, ma'am, you're not going. She had a bad feeling that something bad was going to happen. And so she was like, yeah, no, like it's not happening. You're not going. I don't blame her at all. But Brittany kept pushing. 
Uh, good for Dawn, though. She did not give in. She was like, no, like you're not doing it. I don't care what you say. You're not doing it. I have a bad feeling you're not going. So Brittany finally drops it, and she's like, okay, fine. Since I can't go on spring break, can I go spend the weekend at my friend's house in Rochester? And Dawn's like, okay, that's fine. You know what? You can go, but I want to talk to your friend's mother first. So Brittany's like, okay, no problem. Um, Dawn calls the other girl's mother. They speak. Everything's good to go. And so Brittany heads on to Rochester to hang out with her friend. Um, Actually, though, Brittany lied, as I'm sure you are shocked to find out. So shocked. So Brittany actually had one of her friends pretend to be the mother. Of course she did. She had a Myrtle Beach with her friends. Bad call, Brittany. Yeah. So from here on out, we're going to use the term friends. It's going to be a very loose term, okay? Because I don't know your feelings, but these people that she went to Myrtle Beach with were not her friends. They were full-on trash bags. (laughs) And this is why I'm so passionate about the case. Because it honestly, I'm just going to let you know, it pisses me off. All right. So... Brittany obviously did not tell her mother she was going to Myrtle Beach. She told she was going to Rochester. She did, however, tell her boyfriend, John, where she was going. And, of course, being a good boyfriend, he agreed not to snitch on her. But at least someone knew. Yeah, somebody did know, which is good for Brittany. I mean, kudos to her for making sure someone knew. But she actually asked John if he would go with her. Um, and as much as he wanted to go, he had to work over spring break, and he couldn't make it. Really sad, I think. From all of the interviews with John, he seemed like he was a fantastic boyfriend. And I really just feel heartbroken for him because you can tell that, like, he has a lot of survivor's guilt. Like, he feels like had he went with her, she would have come home safe. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. And obviously, there's nothing he can do about it. And really, there's nothing he could have done about it then. Like, he didn't know she was going to go missing. But you can just tell he truly loved her. And he always had her best interest at heart. And you can just tell, like, he feels guilty that he wasn't able to go with her. So yeah, that's sad. It is really sad. So the group left on Thursday, April 23rd, and they drove down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, the girls had reservations at the Bar Harbor Motel, which is a two-star hotel directly on the beach. So the first mistake is they stayed in a two-star hotel in Myrtle Beach. I mean, probably most hotels in Myrtle Beach are two-star. Like a lot of people that go there are like partying kids. I feel like I know, but you really hate you really hate Myrtle Beach, don't you? No, I mean. It is a nice, fun party location. I am not a beach partier. All of the hotels in Myrtle Beach are too star. I didn't say that. I said a lot. <laughs> I think if you're going to go to Myrtle, you go there to have fun and to party. Okay. When I go to the beach, I do not like to party. I like to sit my ass on the beach and read a book. That's what I like to do. Yes. I like to sit there, drink a margarita, read a book. When I get hot, I like to go wade in the water a little, come back to my chair, read some more, drink some more margaritas. Yes, you're a beach snob. I like to be home at a reasonable time. I like the quiet, and I don't like people near me. I understand. I like the beach away from me because I hate the beach. So, Because you're lame. No, it's not because I'm lame. It's because vast water terrifies me. I know, I know. I have severe so, anxiety. So it's not Myrtle Beach that I hate. It's just the people. The people I hate. That's what it is. Okay. And I can't see my feet when I'm in the water. Well, because it's dirty water. I know. That's why I prefer, like, clear water. Florida. Okay. I can see my feet. I want to know. Tybee Island, Georgia. I can see my feet there. Okay, but Tybee Island isn't the ocean. If I can't see my feet, the water's not for me. Yes, it is. 
How? What do you mean how? I feel like Georgia is not the ocean. Um, pretty sure it is. Oh, pretty sure it's not. Georgia's entirely too inland for that to be the fucking ocean. I like how we're both manically typing. <laughs> I mean, is it? I just don't think it is. Oh, I guess it is. I guess you're right. Yes, it is. I guess you're Savannah has like a huge port. I guess you're right. Okay, I apologize. I was thinking it was more inland than that. I apologize. I was wrong. You were right. I know my beaches. Okay. Well, I I love the I beach. I personally hate the beach. But I like the beach that I can see in my feet. I don't like water that I can't see in because I am terrified of fish. And crabs and sharks, terrified. Okay. If I can see through the water, I have less of a chance of being eaten by a fish. <laughs> okay. All right. So that is my main reason for my disdain of Myrtle Beach. Too many people, too loud, can't see my feet okay. in the water. When I was 18, I loved Myrtle Beach. I'm sure you did because you were a partier. All right. Essentially. Anyway, let's get back to this. So Brittany and the girls had this reservation at the Bar Harbor Motel. It's a two-star hotel directly on the beach. Uh, Brittany was there with two other senior girls. There was also a group of guys there that Brittany knew. Um, but they were staying at a different hotel about a mile and a half away. So during her stay in Myrtle Beach, Brittany did keep in contact with her mother. And on Friday, April 24th, the day before she went missing, she actually texted her mother that she was at the beach with her friends. Now, Dawn just assumed that Brittany had meant that they were at Lake Ontario. Because as you and I both know, Lake Ontario is a great lake. It's freaking huge. It has all of the same car- characteristics as the ocean, other than it's not salt. but it very much mimics the ocean, full on waves. I think it's pretty common for upstate New Yorkers to refer to Lake Ontario, like to the shoreline of Lake Ontario as the beach. Would you agree? Yes. Dawn then asked Brittany what she was going to be doing later. She said they were going to go chill and watch movies. Um, but actually, they went out clubbing. So that was also a lie. Tomato, tomato. Clubbing, movies, <laughs> same thing. Um, it seemed like Brittany was having a really good time up until Saturday. So I guess that the girls that she went with, like I said, they were total trash bags. Uh, they were excluding her and just not really wanting to hang out with her. And honestly, they were just being bitches. Why did they invite her if they didn't want to hang out with her? I don't know. I mean, there were some theories that like perhaps she was getting more attention than them because she was cuter than they were. Right. Because she was a 10. Which I could see. Because- it's like that new trend going around. Like, she's a 10, but... Right. She's a 10, but her friend went missing in Myrtle Beach and I didn't care or they didn't care. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially, that's the that's how it was. But yeah. So essentially, like Brittany was super gorgeous. She was also really nice and like sweet, not confrontational. She didn't like drama. So, I mean, she was all around just a better person than they were. So it's theorized that they were being mean to her because she was getting more attention than them. Okay. So bitchy high school girls got it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like mean girls movie times 10 regardless saturday britney wasn't having a good time she ended up walking to the boys hotel to hang out with them um the boys hotel was about a mile and a half from her hotel so she made the walk alone once she had gotten there uh one of the girls she was with her name was jen called her and demanded that she return back to their hotel because I guess Brittany had borrowed a pair of her shorts that Jen had told her was fine to borrow, but then Jen changed her mind and wanted her shorts back. So she told Brittany to get back to the hotel and give her back her shorts. No response? No. I mean, what am I supposed to say to that? Bitch. Yeah. I mean, petty high school girls. I mean, I get it. They're annoying. They're definitely being petty. So at this point, it was around 830. Uh, Brittany just kind of shrugged it off. 
She made her way back to the hotel to return these shorts. It wasn't worth the fight to her. Um, I guess at this point, one of the guys did offer to drive her back, but she declined. Personally, I think it's pretty shitty that they let her walk alone in a strange town that she wasn't familiar with right. at 830 at night in April in South Carolina. As we've mentioned, Myrtle Beach is party central. Right. And spring break. So there's a lot of people that you don't know there. Right. Buddy system. Yeah. And it's spring break. So anyway, they let her walk alone. Though. The guys let her walk alone. Uh, it was 830 in South Carolina in April, which means that the sun had already set. I looked it up. The sun would have set around like 8, 755 to 805. So like at this point, it was already dark. Ooh. She was like, hey, I'm going. They were like, let us drive you. She was like, no, I'm good. Not a single one of those boys said, let me walk you. Pretty freaking shitty of them. Yes, definitely. Uh, unfortunately for Brittany, that's the last time that anyone would see her alive, as I'm sure you assumed. I did. I don't like it, though. No, I don't like it either. And I really don't like it because we'll continue, but you'll see why I don't like it. So on our way back to her hotel, Brittany was texting her boyfriend, John. She was telling him, like, what an awful time she was having. She just wanted to come home. And then she just abruptly stopped responding to him. So the last text he received from Brittany was at about 9.15. Um, after a while, John threatened Brittany. He texts her and he said, if you don't answer me, I'm calling your mom. I'm going to tell her everything. I'm worried about you. And Brittany still didn't respond. So at that point, he knew that something was wrong. Uh, she would have done anything to keep him from telling her mom, obviously. So he immediately called Dawn and he confessed everything to her. That's like the worst feeling ever is when like someone stops responding to you. Yes, I agree. You do it to me all the time. And as a crime junkie, immediately I'm like, they're dead in a ditch. I do not do it to you all the time. You do. You take random naps. I tried to set up my do not disturb to text you when I'm taking naps, but it didn't work. Okay? Yeah. You do it all the time. I like to nap. Okay, but I'm not usually in the middle of a conversation with you and just quit answering. Suppose. It'll be like, you text me and I don't answer. Right. For, you know, three hours because I'm taking a three-hour nap. Yeah, but three hours without talking to you is a long time and it's almost enough for me to call in the Coast Guard. <laughs> Well, you know, you could just call my husband. He doesn't ever answer me unless he wants something from me. I guess that's true. He's kind of an ass. He is. I text him. I literally texted him that one time multiple times and he didn't respond to me. I called him. I was like, Tyler, why are you ignoring me? And he said, because I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was ignoring me because he was at work. And then you were like, yeah, Tyler's home. That's weird. And I'm like, really? He's sitting at home ignoring me. And that was in fact the case. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, whatever. All right. So John, her boyfriend, comes clean to Dawn, tells her everything. And Dawn is shocked by this. Like, Brittany's never done anything like this to her knowledge. So this just really rocks her. Like, she cannot believe that Brittany would betray her like this. At this point, the last time anyone had seen Brittany was two hours prior. So kudos to John. Like, he moved super quick. At this point, she'd it'd been two hours, and he's already calling her mom, ratting her out. Yeah. I wish that his diligence had saved Brittany. Unfortunately, that's not the case. And thus begins an investigation that's going to remain open for 13 years. Oh, yeah. Like, just, they just found him, right? They just, like, three months ago, four months ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, And this was 2009. So, yeah, pretty crazy. But anyway, at this point, the case, like we just said, at this point, the case has been solved. Um, But I am just going to go through the investigation from the beginning just so that we don't miss any of the important parts. So Dawn immediately jumps into action. She reports Brittany missing with the Rochester police. I don't really know why she reported her missing with the Rochester police. I'm not really sure why she didn't call Myrtle Beach. Probably just like 
that was her instinct was go to the police department and that's what police department is near her. I guess, but I don't know. So anyway, she reports her missing to the Rochester police. Dawn and Brittany's boyfriend, John, then make the trip to Myrtle Beach to look for Brittany themselves. So they actually arrive in Myrtle Beach the following day on Sunday. Except, I'm sorry, on Sunday, April 26th. I was going to say September, but that's wrong. Yes, that's very wrong. So they arrive there the following day. Um, initially, though, law enforcement did not take Brittany's disappearance seriously. It hadn't even been 24 hours at that point. Um, but Dawn was persistent, so they did end up opening an investigation in hopes of finding Brittany, which just goes to show you the squeaky wheel gets the oil. When you're ever in this kind of situation, just make enough noise that they listen to you. Because if you keep quiet, then they're just going to dismiss you. If you keep causing problems, they'll do what you want. That's my motto in life. That's why I nag my husband. <laughs> I'm sure he agrees. He said, a day without me bitching is a bad day. So. I guess that's true. I think he agrees. Anyway, though, I mean, good for her. I'm proud of Dawn for making such a fuss. Yeah, that's great. It would have been easy just to, like, go look for herself. But no, she wasn't, she wasn't having it. She made a fuss until they opened an investigation. So police are able to locate Brittany on surveillance footage at the Blue Water Resort, which is the hotel where those guys were staying that she went to go visit. It's the last place that she was seen alive. So they find her on the surveillance footage at the Blue Water Resort, which is where she was last seen. It's where those guys were staying. She is seen entering the lobby at 8.30 p.m. At that point, um, they can see that she has her purse with her. She's on her cell phone, so they know that she has her cell phone. Uh, she's then seen leaving the hotel lobby at 8.40 p.m. So she was only there about 10 minutes. Given that information, police then also check another surveillance camera that Brittany would have had to have gone through in order to get back to her hotel. And she was caught on that surveillance footage going to the boys' hotel. She was not caught on her way back. So that's able to help them narrow down the time frame of when she went missing, as well as like which points she went missing between. So they have a smaller window to check. Like I said, from one hotel to the other was about a mile and a half. So they know that she went missing somewhere between those two surveillance points. Uh, police do initially talk to that group of guys, um, but they do rule them out as suspects pretty quickly. Um, the boys tell the police how Brittany had come to hang out with them and that she had left pretty quickly because Jen had called and demanded that she return her shorts. Um, they told police that they were in their room watching a baseball game that night and their alibi does check out because there's no surveillance footage of them leaving the hotel after Brittany. Right, and there's clearly lots of cameras. Right. So they end up going to her hotel room. They search there. Um, at her hotel room, they find all of her belongings, except for the clothes that she was wearing, as well as her purse and her cell phone. And they know that she had her purse and her cell phone on her because they were in their surveillance footage. So since they know that she had her cell phone, they do uh, pull like her cell phone records. And with that, they're able to get information from Brittany's cell phone um, with its last known pings. And the last ping from her cell phone is off of a cell tower on the Georgetown Charleston County line. So this is concerning uh, because that ping on that county line is about 50 to 60 miles from where she was last seen. Hmm. So that means somebody most likely grabbed her and drove her out there. Because, I mean, she didn't walk that. Right. 
the last ping on her cell phone was also Sunday morning, like early Sunday morning. So they're not sure if maybe that's just where her phone died or maybe that's where her phone, like maybe somebody broke her phone there and that's why it pings there. But it's a little concerning. Um, it's also concerning because this area is a swampland and there are tons of like wild alligators and wild boars. So they're concerned that she possibly could have been killed out there. And her body would then be eaten by the wild animals because of where it's located. Yeah. So obviously with this information, they do focus heavily on this area as far as their search efforts go. But they did also continue to search other parts of South Carolina in hopes that maybe her phone, like I said, had just been broken there or died in that area. And hopefully she was still alive. I mean, at this point, it had only been a few days. So they do end up reaching out to the girls that she came with. And unfortunately, those lovely ladies that she came with are absolutely no help whatsoever in the search for her. Uh, Dawn also reached out to them. She texted them and they never responded to her. And when I say never, I mean, to this day, they have never spoken to her. Oh, good. They just completely ignored her. She's like, my daughter's missing. Can you help me? No, they didn't even respond. So like, regardless of if you're friends or not, she was with you. Right. Absolutely. But no, they did nothing. Um, They also didn't help the police. When the police called the girls, uh, they were like, hey, do you know where Brittany is? And they were just like, nah, we don't have any idea. They didn't even ask, like, is she okay? Why are the police calling? They just were like, yeah, no, we don't know. And they showed no interest whatsoever. Um, Also, they randomly changed hotel rooms the day following her disappearance. That's kind of weird. Yep. They gave no reason for that whatsoever. They just switched to a different hotel. Sketchy. So essentially, they're just really trash bags. There's awful, absolutely awful girls. I'm hoping that now that like the investigation, like now that they actually have this solved, maybe those awful trash bag girls will get like called to testify and maybe we'll get some information out of them, but it doesn't seem very likely. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, I lost my place. Oh, uh, during the investigation, the police do end up receiving these really weird videos from this guy that Brittany had met in Myrtle Beach. Um, I didn't see the videos, but based off of everything that I've read, they were pretty creepy. Like, it seemed that they were recorded without Brittany's knowledge. So one of the videos is, like, Brittany sitting on the edge of the bed, and she's texting, and, like, her hair's in her face, and she's, like, looking at her phone, so it doesn't appear that she, like, even knew she's being recorded. And in the other video, she's standing on the balcony, also texting. So just kind of weird. Um, but it ends up that both of the videos are timestamped from the night before she went missing. So even though, like, this creepy guy recorded her without her knowledge, they also clear him as a suspect. And he just sent him to the police, like, for funsies? No, he saw that she was missing and he had met her the night before. So he was concerned that maybe he was the last person to see her alive. So he, like, gave them to the police. He was trying to be helpful, but it really just made him look right. Yeah. So, obviously, at this point, the police and Dawn are getting super frustrated. Like, there's a ton of people that could help them in this investigation, and they're just not being helpful at all. Right. Fast forward, uh, May 11th, 2009, so about two weeks later. Dawn and Chad Drexel go on the Dr. Phil show and they plead for information about their daughter's disappearance. On June 6th of 2009, Brittany is featured on America's Most Wanted, really being brought to the forefront of the media. Right. 
They're doing all the right things. Yes. In the months following Brittany's disappearance, Dawn, her mother, also ends up relocating to Myrtle Beach um, to continue the search for her daughter. And she also said that it really just made her feel close to Brittany. And honestly, that really just broke my heart. Yeah. That she uprooted her whole life, moved to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. All because her 17-year-old daughter lied and took a vacation she wasn't supposed to take. And, I mean, really just uprooted their whole life. And Dawn knew something bad was going to happen. She told her. Right. She told her not to go. But, of course, she's a teenager. So, what is her mom? She doesn't listen. Yeah. So, anyway, as the months pass, though, the investigation just really doesn't go anywhere. Um, Eventually, some fishermen end up finding a pair of knockoff Prada sunglasses in the area where Brittany's cell phone had last pinged. And they did actually match the description of Britney's sunglasses. So they do admit those to evidence. Um, in June of 2010, so a little over a year after Britney's disappearance, Britney's high school gives Dawn an honorary diploma, which I really just thought was extremely sweet of the school to do. Yeah, that is really sweet. I'm sure that meant a lot to Dawn. I'm sure it did. Um, in the same month, June of 2010, a 20-year-old m- woman is nearly abducted in close proximity to where Brittany is believed to have been abducted. Um, And Dawn and the police really jump at this information in hopes that it's somehow connected to Brittany's disappearance. The young woman says that two men tried to grab her and throw her into their uh, van, but she was able to elbow one of them in the face and get away. Hmm. So in August of 2011, a whole year after that, police searched the apartment of... Oh, I just missed a whole line. I'm so sorry. Back it up. That was nice. So, I know. So, anyway, this woman elbows one of them in the face and she gets away. Police then arrest Timothy Sean Taylor. Unfortunately, though, the charges are dropped, so they no longer think that he was involved in Brittany's disappearance. Remember that name because it's going to come back up. Noted. Stick that in your back pocket. Will do. So, in August of 2011, police then searched the apartment of Raymond Moody after receiving tips that he was involved in Brittany's disappearance. But again, they come up with nothing. Uh, The police even then go as far as to search a small island in McClellanville, South Carolina. But they also find nothing there. So, really, I mean, at this point, we're in the end of 2011. I mean, it's been over two years and they've got nothing like they literally have nothing no just a bunch of dead ends yeah pretty much so then in february 2012 the police believe that raymond moody is their top suspect that's the apartment that they had searched right nothing um he's a convicted child rapist he's done time in prison but they don't have any solid evidence against him that he is responsible for britney's disappearance So, really, they can't do anything about it. At the end of 2013, skeletal remains are found near where Brittany is believed to have disappeared. But in early 2014, it is confirmed that the remains are actually male, so they're not Brittany. In June of 2016, the FBI announces that they believe Brittany has been abducted, taken to McClellanville, where she was then held against her will for multiple days, and then murdered. At this point, they offer a $25,000 reward. This is interesting because at this point, it's been seven years since Brittany's went missing. I think that common knowledge, at this point, we assume she's dead. Right. 
This is the first time that law enforcement has suggested that Brittany is dead, though. And it's been seven years. Hmm, That seems like a long time to still think that she just, you know, disappeared. So up until this point, they had kind of thought that possibly she was sold into sex trafficking. Um, so Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, obviously, I mean, you know where Myrtle Beach is. Charleston, South Carolina, though, is actually one of the main sex trafficking areas of the country because it's a port. Right. So apparently that was kind of their theory all along. But now that it's been seven years, they haven't gotten any, they haven't really gotten anywhere. They do um, think that she's dead at this point. So they offer that $25,000 reward in hopes that it will kind of ignite the investigation. And maybe give them new leads. And that actually is a pretty smart tactic because it isn't long before they receive a tip that brings Timothy Sean Taylor back into the limelight. So this is where things get a little confusing. Timothy Sean Taylor has a son. His son is named Timothy D. Sean Taylor. Very similar. Yeah. So Timothy D. Sean Taylor is 26 in 2016. Um, and he is now believed to be responsible for Brittany Drexel's disappearance. Uh, an FBI informant named Taquan Brown tells police that on April 27th of 2009, he went to Timothy Sr.'s stash house to, to pay off his past due drug balance. Which to me, I know we've talked about this before, but how do drug dealers allow a past due drug balance? I thought you just had to pay for drugs upon pickup. I I thought so, but, you know, that is a very common theme. Like, people owe their drug dealers money. Yeah, I didn't think that was a thing. I didn't think that drug dealers took, like, layaway. I don't know. That's, like, a big thing in, like, you know, like, oh, they owed people money, like, in all over TV. And then also, like, in true crime. Like, that's like, oh, they owed their drug dealers money, so they killed them. I don't know. Apparently, whatever. Taquan Brown owed Timothy Sr. money, so he came to his stash house to pay his balance. Um, at that point, he claims to have saw Brittany Drexel being sexually abused by Timothy Jr., Timothy Deshaun, we're going to call him Timothy Jr., um, as well as multiple other men. He then claims that he saw Brittany try to flee, but that she was then caught by Timothy Jr. He then pistol-whipped her, and drug her back into the house, where he then claims to have heard two gunshots, so he believed that the men had shot her. He then saw the men carry a wrapped-up body to the swamp, where they threw the body into the swamp. Ugh, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Another informant then came forward with the same story. Mm, so there's two people with the same story. Yeah. The second informant did add that Timothy Jr. had planned to sell Brittany into sex trafficking. But he got scared when there was so much media attention on her disappearance. So he killed her in fear of being caught. So, yeah. Now they have two informants, both telling the same story. Uh, Timothy is then later arrested in relation to a robbery. Uh, Police do question him on Brittany's disappearance. And he also ends up failing a polygraph. So as we know, polygraphs are really useless. I don't really know why he agreed to take one. Especially since he's guilty, it looks like. Right. Well, it's just really not looking good for Timothy Jr. Essentially, at this point, like I said, it's 2016. This pretty much remains the theory until about 2019. Um, they never actually charged Timothy Jr. with Brittany's death, as they didn't feel that they had solid evidence against him. So I would like to say kudos to the South Carolina police for not charging him on 
confidential informants. And I mean, essentially those, both of those men were in prison. So they were jailhouse snitches. You know how we feel about those. Snitches could stitches. Yeah. They didn't feel that they had enough evidence, so they did not convict him on the testimony of these two jailhouse snitches, essentially. Uh, so kudos to them for, you know, actually trying to do right. their jobs and get real evidence. Um, so in 2019, Taquan Brown comes forward and he actually changes his story. He said that he did see Brittany Drexel. He actually saw her four times, but it wasn't with Timothy Jr. It was actually with this guy named Nate and this guy named Nate Hatter. So he completely pretty much changes the story. He keeps the story the same, but he changes Timothy out for this Nate guy. And police are never really able to identify who Nate is. Interesting. So there are rumors that Timothy Sr. and Jr. essentially were threatening Taquan and saying they were going to kill him for, you know, snitching on him. So they there are rumors that, like, it was out of fear that he changed his story. Makes sense. I mean, it does, but whatever. Essentially, though, I mean, it ended up not being a reliable lead, so it's a good thing they didn't charge him, I guess, um, because actually then in May, May 4th of 2022, Raymond Moody is actually arrested for the disappearance of Brittany Drexel. So you remember Raymond? They searched right. his apartment. They didn't find anything. He was their lead suspect. So Raymond actually at this point has come forward. He's confessed to the murder of Brittany Drexel. There's not a ton of information out about it. I want to say probably because it's still ongoing as far as like conviction. Um, but essentially Raymond Moody at this point, he's in his sixties at the time of Brittany's disappearance. He was a like late forties, like I think 45 or 46. Um, he had already spent 21 years in prison for sexual assault on seven different victims, ranging in age from oh, five to 17. It's gross. Prior to Brittany's disappearance, he had been in prison for 21 years for sexual assault on seven victims, ages five to 17. So to me, absolutely disgusting. He's a piece of shit. Well, yes, he's definitely a piece of shit. He never should have been let out of prison. One of his victims came forward and said that it like absolutely devastated her that they let him out because now he was just free to do what he did to her to other girls. Right. Unfortunately, that's how it works, though. So, yeah. So essentially, yeah, they let him out of prison. Um, one of the main reasons why police were like led to him, apparently during the initial investigation, when they initially had him as a suspect, he claimed to have been out of town on the day of Brittany's disappearance. Uh, but a dumbass got a ticket the day after she disappeared right. in the same area that she had disappeared in. So clearly that was a lie. He was not out of town. So they knew that his alibi did not check out. Um, also because he had so many, like such a strong history of sexual assault, he was high on the radar. So once brought in, he did confess. Um, and like I said, there's not really a ton out on their other evidence against him. I would assume that's because he hasn't officially been charged, right? Right. Because he hasn't been charged yet. Right. He's been arrested, but like, he's still got to do trial and sentencing and all that nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that, like, I mean, he's already confessed. I don't know why he wouldn't just plead guilty. I don't know, because sometimes the dummies do that. They confess, and then they're like, I'm not guilty. Like, yes, you are. You literally told us you were. Yeah, he's already confessed. So, yeah, that's essentially where we're at with that case as of now. Well, I'm glad that um they found Raymond, but I'm sad for Brittany and her family. At least they're getting closure now. Yeah. What are you looking up? I, know, I was just looking to see if there's any more updates since I did this. The other day, just making sure I didn't miss anything important. It's just kind of still up in the air. Like, I do think they found her remains, but they just haven't let out a lot of information as far as, like, what evidence they have against Raymond. Oh, I didn't hear that she was found. I don't remember you saying that. 
I didn't say that because I wasn't positive of that. That's why I was trying to make sure. I didn't want to give false information. And this says, this article says that she was found in Georgetown County. It says last Wednesday and it was published May 17th. So. Yeah, so, yeah, this says Moody is accused of kidnapping, raping, and killing Brittany on April 25th before leaving her remains the following day in a wooded area about 35 miles south of where she had last been seen. She was strangled to death. But, like this said, they didn't they didn't specify what evidence they had that linked Moody to the crimes. So Right, and I'm sure they won't until after. I'm sure they won't either until they have a full conviction. But I am happy that they finally got him because that is one case that's really always... I mean, it's bothered me because she literally went missing without a trace. And I mean, up until, I mean, honestly, up until they con- they got a confession out of Raymond, I think most people did think that it was Timothy Deshaun Taylor. Right. Like I had remember one, I don't know if it was something I read or something I listened to, but there was like witnesses that said that they were handing out like missing person flyers and he like took one, wadded it up and threw it. Like he just didn't make himself look very innocent. Hmm. So, but yeah, I'm glad that they finally found her killer. I mean- it's heartbreaking. I think it's really it's really sad to think like like I said, like her birthday would be in two weeks and she'd be thirty one years old. Right. And her whole life was taken from her. But instead her life was cut short because she went to Myrtle Beach to have fun with her friends. Who weren't her friends, just to specify. They were not her friends. Yeah, definitely. Can't imagine anyone I know going missing and just being like, Oh yeah, I don't know who they are or I don't know where they are. You know what I mean? Like And there were like a lot of rumors too that like her friends had like something to do with it, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Can you blame people for thinking that? I mean. Um, no. I mean, it doesn't really sound like to me that they had anything to do with it, but they were trash bags regardless. Yes, 100%. Like, why take someone anywhere, why take someone anywhere with you if you're just going to stream like shit the whole time? Right. So, I don't know. I'm not really sure why dad requested that, but there you go, dad. <laughs> Probably that it was like a teenage daughter. You know, he has daughters. Yeah, but we're not teenagers. I'm a full-grown adult. Yes, but you know that he still thinks of us like children. So, anyway, that's all I got. Do we want any questions from our Discord? Uh, I don't think we have any. Well, obviously. We have nobody in the Discord. That's not true. Tyler and Cody are in it. Your husband your husband, and your thruple member don't count. <laughs> uh, we're not a thruple. Might as well be. Nope. The only chat in there is from us at the beginning of Oh, I'm aware. I swear, these two in your thruple are idiots. <laughs> Stop calling them my thruple. <laughs> T-Runk is typing. T-Runk117 wants to know, what is this podcast? Oh, it's the best podcast you've ever heard. Some would say it's award-winning. And by some, we mean us. We say that. Yes, we say that. The two of us. We say it is award-winning. World-famous. Kind of like my world-famous girl, Jesus. <laughs> They're world-famous in our world. Our world is very small. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our three tiers at the five dollar level we've got the moderately wicked for seven dollars a month we've got the awesomely wicked and for all of those high rollers big ballers out there we got the ten dollar level the extraordinarily wicked as a member of our patreon you are entitled to bonus episodes Uh, You also get a one-time shout-out on our podcast, as well as some other cool little extra things going on there. So come on over. Join our fan club. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked, or you can literally just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to 
www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news. You can now listen to us pretty much wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That's right, folks. We are big time. You can now hear your weekly dose of Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, and Podfriend. The only place we can't seem to get ourselves on is Pandora. So we'll let you know when that happens. In the meantime, make sure to come back next Wednesday for your weekly, weekly dose, dose of, of wicked. wicked. But um. Psh.